Beautiful soul, you are so unconditionally loved and adored by God, your angels, and your guides on your spirit team. They want you to know how proud they are of you. You are perfect just the way you are. You are needed here on earth. And you can truly be anything you want to be in this life. Dream big. Be confident. And believe in yourself the same way God believes in you. Your spirit team is cheerleading you every step of the way. Talk to them and then listen. They'll whisper back only loving, positive guidance. Friends, your angels have 31 more recorded messages for you, just like this one. And I'm giving them to you for free when you sign up for my angel newsletter on the top of theangelmedium.com. If you love this podcast, support us with a purchase or donation on theangelmedium.com. Leave a five-star positive review and support us on the socials at Angel Podcast. Check the show notes for details and this month's drawing winner. Hello, beautiful souls. Welcome back to the Intuitive Kids Podcast. I'm your host and author, Julie Jancis. And today we're here with a special friend of mine. Her name is Dina, and she was the chief marketing officer for a company you might have heard of, might have seen around in the mall called Claire's. It's where a lot of young people go to get their ears pierced. And Dina is a special person to my heart because of the way that spirituality impacted her when she was a child. Dina was born, um, well, I'm going to let her tell the story, but so much perseverance in her life. And perseverance is a word that you guys can talk at home tonight at, at dinner about what that is. But she learned to derive strength from from her story and use it and has never let anything in life get her down. So Dina, welcome to the show. Hi, Julie. Good to be here. Yay. So I want you to tell everybody a little bit more about you. Yep. So I'm happy to be here. And yes, perseverance is one of my favorite words. So to go back when I was, I was born, I was born with a physical disability that where literally I was born without a hip socket. So there's pelvis, no hip socket. And then my left hand did not develop. If you can all see, it did not develop. And, you know, I just was born that way. And, you know, it was so funny because, you know, back in those days, my mother told me, she's like, Dina, when you were born, they wouldn't even bring you to me because they were, they were afraid that I couldn't handle it. And my mother said, bring me my darn baby girl. I want to see her. And so the nurses finally brought me to her and she said, I unwrapped you. And I looked and I said, she's absolutely perfect. And I think that literally set the universe in motion right there, because from that point on, that's, that's how my parents treated me. I, I never saw it any differently because they brought me up to know that Hey, I'm different, but that's okay. And so it started there. And so my whole life from probably birth through age 13, 
I was in the hospital at least once a year, often for several months at a time. My parents would do anything to try to get me fixed. Like they were like, whatever we can do. So they took me to all the best doctors. I would often be in a body cast from up to my chest, down both legs, spread eagle. Um, Here's a little picture of me in the hospital. Wow, if you're watching over on YouTube, you can see Dina with her mom in the hospital. And I love that little stuffy that you have in the crib with you. Yes. And so she, I was literally lived in the hospital and she, my mother would come in every day from eight in the morning until six at night. And she would be dressed to the nines. I'd wait to hear her little heels coming down the hall. She's always in four inch heels. And I grew up in the hospital, but what, you know, most people would say, oh my God, that sounds horrible. But honestly, it was my, it was what I knew. And my mom and dad always made it somewhat fun. Like, we would go to the, if we would go to the doctors, we'd go to lunch and shopping afterwards. If I was going in the hospital, I'd get all kinds of new makeup and new pajamas. And so it was fun. Like I had fun, but there were lots of scary moments too. So when my mom wasn't there, I remember feeling, oh my God, my mom's going to leave. I'd watch the clock at five o'clock and know it was going to be six and she was going to have to leave. And I hated her leaving, but she had to, she had three other kids at home. And um, as my sisters like to remind me, it isn't all about you, Dina. Um, so she would always come in when I'd go in the hospital, she would immediately put a like a blessed rosary or scapula or holy picture on my bed, on the bedboard. And she would say, Dina, you know, I'm going home now, but you're never alone. Your angels are with you. You're mm-hmm. never alone. They're always with you. So when you get scared or you get lonely, you need to just reach out to your angels. So I learned at a very early age to, to go within myself and, and try to calm myself and soothe myself. And I think that's something that has served me my whole life. And as I look back, it was really valuable because to this very day, I can do that. And I think it's really important for young young people to learn how to do that, especially with all the social media and everything that's coming at them now. It's how do you close it down, think about and quiet yourself and go within and just talk to your inner self or your your angels. They'll never let you down. And that always made me feel so safe because my mom was like, Dina, they're here to protect you. And so I always felt that. I always envisioned them all around my desk or all around my um, bed. So I spent many years up until age 13 doing um, the hospital gig. And I missed out on bike riding and so many things with my friends. But I had such a good group of friends that would come in. And I think that's, and they would color with me. They would watch TV with me. They would do whatever they could. Even after they were outside playing, they would make sure. And I think young kids need to also know Surround yourself with really good friends that love you for you. It doesn't matter. You don't have to be the popular crowd. You don't have to be a certain crowd, just people that resonate with you that that you feel that really get you. So I didn't, I never really felt that left out because I always knew I had friends and I always knew my own inner self would. I just always found joy. And I, I used to call it my secret garden when I got really upset if people were doing things. I would, I could go in and create my own world. And in my own world, I could ride bikes. I could run. I could jump rope. 
I could do whatever I wanted. And that was really comforting to me. And I leaned into that because I wasn't able to do the other things. And my parents were so great. And my whole family, my sisters, my extended family, they always said, Dina, you can do whatever you want. And they never said no to me. So me, I felt very confident at a young age. And I I would, I would be like, I want to be a ballerina. And my mother would say, well, okay, you can be a ballerina. So I would go to ballet classes. Now, my ballet class consisted of a, a private teacher with me alone, but still I did ballet. I wanted to be a cheerleader. I was on the cheerleader squad, but obviously not climbing pyramids, but I was on the squad. And so this started early where I just said to myself, because my doctors were surprised that I could even walk. Wow. And they were like, she shouldn't be able to walk. And I remember being paraded in front of doctors are like, can she do this? Can she do that? And I would be like, yes, I can do all of it. And they're like, how do you do it? And I'm like, because I, I know I can. And I think that's such a message for young kids. Don't let anyone tell you, you can't, mm-hmm. you need to know. Sometimes people have the best intentions to tell you that you can't, cause they don't want you to get hurt. But sometimes that can kind of dim your dreams and you don't want to try it yourself. And you know, if you can do it. And, you know, when I was young, I always said I wanted to be an executive at a beauty company. And of course, having a physical disability, the last thing you want to do is go into beauty and fashion, which is really superficial. But I said, I want to go to New York and I want to study fashion. And my parents were like, okay. And I went and I studied fashion in New York and made friends, did the whole New York thing, had a time of my life because I didn't let anyone hold me back. And I, like you say, Julie, I knew like I knew, like I knew that I had to do that. So my parents dropped me off in New York. They said, you can, you come back in two years. I came back in two years. I got my degree. And then I started my career and progressively went through all different levels up to the executive level. And where am I today? I am the CMO executive of a beauty company. And if somebody would have dimmed my light at an early age, I could have gone in a totally different direction. I could have, I could have felt like, oh, I I better not do that because they told me I can't do that. Yeah. But I always knew I could. And young people are strong and they need to know they'll, if they listen to their inner heart, they will know what they can and cannot accomplish and what feels right to them. And that's really what got me to, to where, you know, I am today is just by not letting it stop me. And it didn't mean that there weren't any bumps along the road, like going through my teenage years were probably the hardest because, you know, young boys don't necessarily know what to do with someone with a physical disability. And so, you know, there were times I remember saying to my mom, I remember saying, well, mom, you know, who will marry me? Who will love me? And she was like, Dina, she's like, once people meet you, they won't see your disability anymore. It will vanish and they will see you for you. And sure enough, that's what happened because so many of my friends once, you know, they noticed it when they met me, but then they forget about it. And they'd be, you know, I'd be like, Hey guys, slow down. Like, I can't do that. Like, so I had to correct them because they're like, Oh yeah, we forgot. We forgot, you know, that you have this. So it was very much that mindset of 
knowing I could do it, trusting myself and following kind of my inner guidance. And then I was fortunate enough to have a family that kind of helped build that around me as well, which was really amazing. It's a mindset, right? It was a a limitless mindset, meaning you could do anything in the world and and you did. I want to go back to something that you said. I don't think anymore from working so much with the angels and doing so many sessions with people who are in the beauty industry, in the fashion industry, people who own their own salons, who are doing hair every day. I don't believe that the beauty industry is superficial. I believe that there is a very, very high vibrational frequency, a very loving energy in helping somebody come home to themselves and almost through fashion, through beauty, through hair, any type of it, folks who work in that industry help people feel more themselves. And sometimes spirit has said, and the angels have said, that can be the first step for spiritual awakening. If you can feel like more of yourself here. Yes. Yes. You return home to your own energy. You totally do. And, and you, if you're quiet, you, you know, it's there. Like, you know, when I would go in the hospital as a young girl, I would be in my, I'd be all dressed up in my little pajamas that I got and I'd have new nail polish and lip gloss. And so it stuck with me. And it was the first start. It was the first step of healing. Like I would literally come out of surgery and I would just come out of anesthetic and I'd be like, mom, where's my, put me in my pretty pajamas. Like, because that was the first step of feeling good and feeling Mm -hmm. like, okay, I'm not in that yucky hospital gown and I'm not sick and I'm going to get better and it's going to be just fine. And that's the thing is to surround yourself with those things that make you feel good yeah, and light you up while you're still being yourself. Because I think, you know, the hair industry, I mean, I've met the most caring and empathetic hairdressers and makeup consultants. When you get into the corporate world, it can get a little superficial. Um, because I think it's so cutthroat and so fast moving that people are trying to impress. And I think once you calm down and realize, Hey, I can just be myself. Yeah. And the rest will fall into place. It always does. So let's go into that a little bit more. We've talked about the word perseverance a little bit, but I'm sure you've had to use perseverance in the corporate world as well, because um, the corporate world that people were in in the 80s, 90s, 2000s, 2010s, 2020 has been very divine, masculine, dominated. And we're bringing in now through the spiritual, a very divine feminine energy, because just a crash course history lesson, the way that I see it for the kids listening and the families listening, the corporate world, when we say has been more divine masculine, has been all about profit, right? Profit over everything else. And and that means money. Profit is money. So making the most money that a company can make. Mm -hmm. And, And in doing this, most corporations have taken resources from the earth, have taken, taken, taken from the earth, where now we're in a global position 
where we're having weather changes and different things happening. So there's a lot of kids listening today who are going to be corporate executives, CEOs, presidents, vice presidents when they get older. And it's part of their soul's life plan, their mission in this life to lead other people, Mm -hmm. but to lead other people in a way that brings in the divine feminine of, yes, we're going to make a great profit. We're going to do well with our company. We're going to have a successful company, but we're going to do it in a way that heals the earth. We're going to do it in a way where people love coming into work every day. We're motivating other people in the way that they want to be motivated. What insight do you have into this, Dina, for kids who are listening today? And maybe what advice do you have for them too, those who are going to be presidents and CEOs one day? You know, I went through, I, I saw, I've seen so many executives and leaders in my career and you can learn as much from the the bad ones as the good ones. Right. And I observed very closely and, you know, I went through a period where I was like, oh, do I need to act this way? You know, and, and and a female at my age coming up, it was very different, right? It was, it was that in in masculine and, and women had to fight harder. We had to we had to work harder. We had to do things in a different way. And sometimes there's a point where you can get a little hardened. Mm-hmm. And when I recognized that about myself, I was, I said, you know what? I'm just going to be me. And my approach is very casual. I am who I am. Who you see now is who you see in a boardroom. I don't really change. And I was watching everyone try to be different things and it never worked for anybody. And so I said to myself, you know what? I'm going to just be me. And my approach is different. Like I'm the one that would come into a board meeting and make everyone laugh and where everyone was trying to be all, you know, all corporate-y. And <laughs> I would come in and be like, oh my God, that's like the best lipstick color ever. Like, look, like I would like just totally. And people would, and it would totally change the energy in the room, right? Mm-hmm. And I realized this, I'd say I was probably around 30, 32. And I was like, oh my God, I have the power to shift the energy of a a room full of men who are trying to act like they know what's going on. I have the power to come in and change that energy by being me. And from that point on, I never went back. I was me. I'm like, take me or leave me. I am an amazing worker. I'm a good leader. I'm a good person. It's not like I'm not going to do my job, but my personality is my personality. So I would say, and that was, you know, coming up when things were much more rigid. Now I'm seeing so many, I'm learning from young kids too, who are telling me like, Dina, what do you mean? You don't take, you need to take a vacation. Like when I take vacation, I don't check emails like you do. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I need to learn from you now. And just be yourself. Let your true self shine through because you don't have to act like anyone else. Your gift is your gift. Like my mom used to tell me, Dina, you know, you chose this body for a reason for your life's journey. She told me that from a very young age. Mm -hmm. And she's like, you are your own superpower. And if you don't act like yourself or be true to yourself, you're dimming that light. And so I realized that I saw an action in the corporate world. And I think 
we need so much more feminine energy now. And it doesn't mean we have to be, you know, that feminine has to take over masculine, but we need to be equal. Well, and what I have found too, is that there are men who carry divine feminine energy. Oh, yes. A hundred percent. So it's not based on gender. Like only men carry divine masculine energy. Only women carry divine feminine. That's not the way that it works at all. Divine feminine is just caring, caring for the earth and making sure that we're not going to ruin it, caring for other people's hearts and emotions and feelings and, and bringing that all in to make change in a different way. So what I was, I was listening in on, and I want to touch on just so that the kids get this reiterated to them too. You talked about being a lifelong learner, and that's so important to me. I think it's so important in the business world. Um, just continuing learning does not end when you graduate high school or graduate college or get a master's degree or a doctorate. I think that there's a quote that says, if you read one book a month, you'll be in the top 1% of like all people everywhere. And if you read one book a week, and I, I always read on Audible, kids can read on Audible too, where you're listening to books, you will be in the top of your industry, whatever industry you go into. So, so that lifelong learning is huge. The other thing that you said, and I've been studying this lately, there's a woman, um, I don't know exactly what I see her as a spiritual teacher. I don't know if she sees herself that way, but Brene Brown and Brene Brown says that the minute that you start trying to change yourself to fit in anywhere you are, with your friends, with your family, just with one best friend, right? That's when you stop belonging to yourself. Yep. And wow, that hit home. And that's exactly, I think, what you were trying to say. When you stay true to yourself, no matter whether you are in a room with the president of the United States, the king or queen of England, um, whoever it might be, you're, you belong to yourself. You stay true to yourself. You're feeling your soul's true, authentic energy. You feel your own energy to the maximum degree possible. And that's where you can really use your intuition the most because you're most open yes. and receptive to God, divine, universe, source information coming through to you to be enacted in this world versus once you try and just with one person, please them or change yourself to fit in, you start to close in a little bit Mm -hmm. um, and you just don't hear as much of your own intuition because what you're doing is coming from an ego perspective of wanting to be liked or wanting to people please other folks. So I think um, I'm just so excited you came on today because these are such huge lessons and um, for families to know, for kids it's to so know. It's so true. Read. I mean, I am addicted to Audible. I listen to it in the car all the time because Audible keeps you expanding, right? As opposed to contracting. You know, it's so easy. We can all get in like, oh, we have to, we have to grow up, get married, have a job for 30 years. You get in this mode and we're almost, we're almost putting constraints on ourselves 
And the world is opening up now and young people can do anything they want. And if you keep learning and expanding and you don't have to agree with everything, but open your mind to learn or hear about it because it adds it adds to what value you bring to your organization. And you, you just never know in what way a little nugget from somewhere will transport itself into your daily life. And, and I also say, read everything with a grain of salt. So I used to have this manager when I was younger and every weekend he read a different leadership book and he would come in as a different human being. And I would be like, um, okay, Craig, what did you read this week? And I'm like, the goal is read and expand, but only take away those little nuggets that resonate with you and interpret them in your own style. You don't change your way of doing it. You you incorporate them into your being. I always say I let it soak in and I take out those little nuggets and they always show up in the corporate world. And I agree with you because the more you start acting a way you think you should act or responding to the external versus internal, you are you're creating your own resistance. Mm-hmm. It's like swimming upstream. Yeah. And when you're true to yourself, oh man, it just flows. Like it's really incredible. Yeah. A hundred percent. And um thinking about that swimming upstream, they might not have ever been in tough waters where it's hard to swim against the stream. But imagine that you're walking down the street trying to push a refrigerator in front of you. That is what it's like energetically versus just being able to walk by yourself. No refrigerator there. Right. Dina, this is amazing. This is amazing. So the message today is don't let anybody change you. You have a limitless mindset. You can do anything in this world. Don't let anything hold you back. Believe it within yourself and then go out and do it within the world. Dina, thank you so much for being here. Thank you. It was fun. Yay. Friends, if you loved today's episode, please share it over on social media. You can take a screenshot. You can put it up as a story over there. And friends, if you have folks on social media or other people that you think that we should be interviewing here on the podcast, please connect us on social media or send me an email at juliejancis at gmail.com. Thanks, everybody. Want more episodes? Check out our parent podcast, Angels and Awakening. Beautiful souls, if you're super excited to develop your own intuition, go to theangelmedium.com and become an angel member. Angel membership is for the whole family. Parents get access to hundreds of hours of course content, intuitive development circles, small groups, and more. Each week, members get fun, new family dinner conversation starters to boost family connection and help kids build confidence. And starting January 1st, 2023, kids get access to spiritual workshops, pre-recorded energy healings, and live events just for them. Start today with a five-day free trial at angelwellnesscenter.com backslash free trial. 
And if you're the family who's really excited, you're ready to go all in developing all of your unique spiritual gifts, kids age 14 and up can now enroll in my Angel Reiki school with a parent. That's for the healers among us who feel called to grow their intuition to the max and serve humanity with their gifts. You'll learn Reiki, mediumship, how to deliver angel messages, and how to start your own family business. That's the Angel Reiki School at theangelmedium.com. Details are in the show notes. Now, friends, do this meditation with me to connect with your angels. I want you to begin by imagining God is pouring unconditional love through the top, the crown of your head. Feel it as this unconditional love fills your body with a yummy, delicious, tingly energy from head to toe. God's unconditional love fills you so much that it begins to radiate out from your heart like rays of energy radiating out from the sun. Imagine God's infinite unconditional love flows from your heart to everyone you love. Imagine this love flowing to every person in your school. Imagine God's unconditional love going to every person in the entire world. And imagine the world sending love back to you. Your angels remind you, friends, that they're always looking out for you, guiding you, directing you, and protecting you. Friends, talk to God and your angels all day long, and then tune into your heart to hear the positive, loving messages they whisper back just for you. <laughs> 